Well, hello everybody, it's wonderful to have you with us. I pray wherever you are that you know that God is with you exactly in the place where you are. Well, isn't it true that when we become familiar with something, it means that it has often lost that place of being special to us? Think about when you've bought a new car. Uh, whether it's a brand new car or it's a second-hand car, you're always, wow, this is special. And then after a while, driving it every day or all the times that you do, it doesn't become special anymore. It just becomes your car. One of the problems that we have with coming with Christmas coming around every year like it does, and particularly when you get to be someone of my age, you've done it many times. And after a while, you've heard the same thing said. Don't let, don't let the meaning of Christmas get lost in all of the shopping and all of the family functions and all of that type of stuff. And, and you hear the same scripture readings. You sing the same uh, songs that are all associated with Christmas. You hear things and you become very familiar. Well, the church in its wisdom has this thing called a liturgical calendar, which is really a worship calendar where every year we go through many of the same things because it's an opportunity for us to grow deeper in them. And for many of us, we approach Christmas and because we are so familiar, we miss out on just how wonderful and amazing and exactly how God is revealing himself to us. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 1, verse 1, and the book of Hebrews is found in the New Testament, that is the time after the birth of Jesus. Uh, and it says this in chapter 1, verse 1. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and varied various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, he's spoken to us by a son. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, he's spoken to us by a son. Right throughout the Old Testament, that is the time before Jesus, it, 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 it tells the story of the people of Israel. The people of Israel were chosen by God. God, out of all of the nations of the world, picks this very obscure little group of people and he says to them, I'm going to be your God and you're going to be my people. And through you, we're going to win the, I'm going to win the whole world to me. And these people living thousands and thousands of years ago, like so much of the known world, were simple. They didn't, hadn't had the advancements of science that we've had. And so when it came to God and understanding God, they were very much ruled by the things they could see in creation. And in those worlds, there were many gods, God with a small g, uh, gods in the sense of when floods came or fire came or volcanoes erupted or storms came or, or drought, that they would often see these as either a god in themselves or the gods being unhappy. They lived in those days in a polytheistic world, poly meaning many, theistic meaning God, a many God world. And yet God comes in to the world and he says to them, I'm going to be your God. You're going to be my people. And this whole idea of monotheistic one God enters the world. The people of Israel, however, being a primitive people, they often would fall back into their old ways. They would begin to worship again and again and again many different gods because of the the events of, that they would experience in the world. And they would fall away from this sense of here is God, that we are 
his people, he's using us to win the whole world, that we're going to be, he's going to be our God, we're going to be his people. And they would fall back into the worship even of other gods through time. And then ultimately what happens is God the Father, God, sends his son Jesus into the world. And Jesus comes and he, and he speaks a word and the word is definitive. And what's the word? The word is, there is one God. The word is, the word is, the declaration is, to have seen me is to have seen the Father. And, and so what we see is this progression that takes place through the people of Israel through history. What happens to us at Christmas is that we come face to face with God's revelation, that God has always been speaking, but now God speaks his final word. And his final word is Jesus. Look at it again. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, he's spoken to us by a son. Jesus says to have seen me is to have seen the father because I am in the father and the father is in me. And so we come to this place where we, we give our lives to God and we ask Jesus to come to us. And we ask to see Jesus and to see God in our life and to see God for who God is. And our prayer at this time in Advent is, God, may I see you. May I see you for who you are. God, may I see you. God, can I see you for who you are. God, can I see you. God, can I see you for who you are. Jesus has come to reveal the Father. And so our prayer is, our prayer is, Jesus, come and show me who you are. The people of Israel, they were looking for uh, a God that was different to the Jesus that turned up. They were looking for a military ruler who would help them not be subject to all the nations around them who invaded them and did horrible things to them. They wanted to be on top. If we are God's chosen people, if we are the elect of God, the ones that God has elected to be his people, then we should be at the top. But Jesus doesn't come like that because Jesus, who's reflecting of the Father, comes and he gives witness to the Father's love. Jesus comes as a baby. He comes in weakness. He comes in dependence. Jesus, Jesus, who is God, takes on the full form of who we are, the ultimate love to say that you are loved, that I am loved, and that we can enter into relationship with God and that we can know God. And so today, as you pray, God, can I see you? God, can I see you for who you are? Just pray that prayer over and over. In your prayer today, when you sit down, maybe just use those words. You don't have to think about anything else. God, can I see you? God, can I see you for who you are? And just say that over and over and, 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 and just surrender yourself to God. God, can I see you? God, can I see you for who you are? The people of Israel so often got it wrong. They looked at these, the, the gods that they called them of all the environment and the gods of the land. And yet God was this God who comes to them quietly to dwell with them, to dwell among them and to show them and to be Emmanuel, God with us. Wherever you are today, know this, God is with you. Whatever you're going through today, know this, God is with you. Advent, Jesus is coming.
And so we prepare our heart to say more deeply, Jesus, come to me. Jesus, reveal yourself to me so that we can go deeper and deeper and deeper. And then we can bring our needs to God. We can bring all of the experiences we have to God and know that God hears us. And as we begin to see God for who God is more deeply this Christmas, as we begin to see God more deeply, something happens to us where we become more surrendered. And I have found over time, it's amazing to me that some of the things that I thought were important become less important. Because as I seek God, I want more of what God wants. So pray this prayer today. God, can I see you? God, can I see you for who you are? Loving Father, we thank you today that that you love us, Lord God, that you've been revealing yourself through all time. Allow us, Lord God, today to be able to say, God, may I see you. May I see you for who you truly are. Show us, transform us, work in us. And Father, we make this prayer in the name of Jesus, through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you all, everybody. See you tomorrow. And don't forget, wherever you are, God is never far from you.